0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truth
1: about our leaders. The authorities that exist are appointed by God. They're designated by Him. Men are sinners, self-centered, greedy, powerful, but only for themselves. And so any misuse and abuse of the authorities on earth is not God's doing, but the persons misrepresenting their office through sinful nature and their evil will.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Just turn on the news and it seems to be the season of uprising, Africa to the Middle East. There is rampant revolt against the government. With seeming instability all around, what should be the Christian's response to such actions? Well, Pastor Xavier has an answer for such chaos, and he digs it out of his current study in the Epistle to the Romans. Here he is with today's Timely Simple
1: Truths. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. And the message is entitled, The Christian and Civil Authority. In view of all that God has done for us, we, the believer, are to present our body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. And we do this, not fashioning ourselves to the world system, but being transformed metamorphosed by the renewing of our mind, to prove what is that good, except in the perfect will of God? He said that in chapter twelve, verse one and two. Now, Paul has told us that the believer's life is lived as a living sacrifice in three places. It's lived out that way, and he did said that in chapter twelve, in verse three through eight, the believers to live in the church in humility through his or her gifts. In verse nine through thirteen, the believers to live out uh, that life towards other believers. An everyday life. And then verses 14 through 21, the believer is to live it out towards the non-believer in the world. The love of God. we to be known by, by his love. He told it to the disciples. Paul now declared that the life of the believer is to be lived as a living sacrifice as he subjects himself to the ruling authorities that are in this world. And so his declaration provides us with three things regarding the believer's responsibility towards these ruling authorities. Let me read here verse 1 through 7. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror, to good works but the evil do you want to be unafraid of the authority do what is good and you will have praise from the same for he is God's minister to you for good but if you do evil be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil therefore you must be subject not only because of wrath but also for conscience sake For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. The believer's responsibility regarding these ruling authorities is threefold. First, you have the proclamation of the principle. Verse 1, the proclamation of the principle. Principle because it didn't give us real hard lines. He gives us principles to go by. Secondly, the explanation of the principle, verse 2 through 4. Then we have the application of the principle in verse 5 through 7. The proclamation of the principle. Look at verse 1. The apostle Paul declared that every person is subject to the ruling authorities. Listen to his words. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. The universal obligation is indicated by the phrase, let every soul. This phrase is a Hebrewism. For every person, there is no exception. Paul is speaking to believers. He's including non-believers. But he's going to make direct application to the believer. The phrase does not refer to just the mental or emotional part of man alone, but the entire person, the figure of speech is called metonymy, living soul for the whole person. The body, soul, and spirit were an inferior trinity to God. This is synonymous with the body that is presented as a living sacrifice in chapter 12, verse 1. I present my whole being, not just my physical body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, everything. Notice the universal command is to be subject. As you know, this word is a military Word to line up under and under a general under someone who is of higher rank, it never means inferiority. The tense is the imperative, present, passive to be done in the future when they are commanded by the laws to do whatever they need to. It is not a suggestion, it is not personal opinion, it is a command to the Christian as well as a non believer. Now, notice this word, as you know, is used in many different levels and applications in the New Testament. It was used for Jesus' uh, submission to his earthly parents in Luke, Luke 2.51. It is used for one another in the husband and the wife in Ephesians 5.21 and 22. It is used for the believer to God in James 4.7. It is used for the servant to master in 1 Peter 2.18. And there are many other cross-reference of the word that is used that way. Now, notice the governing authorities are the ones believers are commanded to be subject to. The word governing simply means to have hold on or to stand in one of superior rank. And the word authorities means those uh, that possess the right and the capacity to exercise ruling power. Now there is no application here to spiritual entities of demons or fallen angels as some have suggested. All that Paul is talking about, and it's very clear, are human persons who are governing in this earth. He's not talking about demons or spirits, okay? Even though we know all evil comes from Satan, but he's talking about regular men. Now the governing authorities, notice, are the powers of rule through individuals whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed for the purpose of law and order. The centurion Wanted a servant to be healed by Jesus, you remember. Jesus said, I am not. Uh, the man said, I'm not worthy that you should command or come into my house. He just say the word and my suffering will be healed in Matthew 8, 9. Jesus was amazed. He understood authority. One day as Jesus taught in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders said, By what authority do you do this in Luke 20, 1 and 2? Authority means you have the right to do it. Power means you have the ability and the means by which to perform it. There's a distinction between the two. The most basic meaning of authorities, the word is exousia, is the delegated permission to act in proper authority for the given situation. Now notice the apostle Paul declared authority only comes from God. Listen to his words. For there is no authority except from God. God is the source behind all ruling authority on the earth. He gave Adam the dominion over all the earth in Genesis 1, 28. God gave to Adam the governmental authority over the earth in Genesis 9, 1 through 7, when he got off the boat. God gives authority to whom it seems proper to him. We see this through the scriptures, particularly Jeremiah 27, 5 through 7. Now, God is not the source of evil behind the ruling authorities. We have to understand what's going on. The source behind... The evil is Satan. Isaiah tells us that he weakens the nations who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities. Isaiah 14, 12, and 17. Satan is called the god of this world. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, with a small g. He's a created angel. He's not all powerful, not all knowing, not all present. Satan is called the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians 2, 2. He's he's referred to as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour in 1 Peter 5.8. He is the evil one. The source behind the evil is also man, having fallen from the original state that God created him. Man was created in the image and after the likeness of God, Genesis 1.26 says. But then we read that Adam begot a son in his own likeness and after his own image depraved, sinful, and named him Seth in Genesis 5.3. Now he only produced after his kind, fallen, with the potential to sin. Darkness attracts him. Darkness attracts you and I. Even as Christians, we still have a sin nature. We've talked about this. Now, with the divine nature, we can hit the mark, but we still have the potential for evil. The entire world is fallen and lies under the sway of the wicked one, the Poneros, 1 John 5 19 says. The one that not only is wicked, but he loves seeing, making others wicked. Then the Apostle Paul declared, authorities are by the doing of God. Listen to the words. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. They're designated by him. This principle is taught throughout the scriptures. God desires that the men of the church, he tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, should make supplication, giving thanks for kings and for all who are in authority, that the Christian may lead a quiet and peaceful life. In all godliness and reverence. So God understands how He works in between the church, the men, the representative, and those in authority. So we're to pray for those. He tells Titus, Titus 3 1, He reminds Titus, the creed in Christians, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work. So we're to be a model, we're to be an example of law keepers as Christians. Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter 2, 13 and 14. He says, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him. So we see it from Genesis all the way through even the New Testament. This is not an isolated passage that Paul is bringing up. There is no ruling authorities or governments in existence unrelated to God. Look at the word exist. It is a participle present active referring to the ever-present authorities. No generation can contest or doubt the ruling authorities for their time. No one can say, well, that was just for the first generation. That was just for Noah's day. That was just for Paul. No, no, no. The, The text and the tense is for every generation. In fact, the word appointed refers to the determined designation and placing of these authorities, past, present, and future. Again, the perfect passive tense has been ordained and as a result remains ordained. They are permanent institutions in the earth to regulate man's affairs until the Lord returns and replaces them with his glorious kingdom. You guys remember Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel, Daniel, Chapter 4, verse 16 through 17, Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar he would become as a beast for a set amount of time because of his pride. And he said, This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the Holy One in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whoever he wills and sets it over the lowest of men. Wow. Man has forgotten this. The humanists. The progressive liberals have taken hold of our institutions, educational, medicine, and have pushed God out. The world we live in is not what God intended first of all. The world that we see is a result of man's continued rebellion against God from Adam on. We're sinners. Adam's disobedience to the authority of God brought the fall and the consequence of sin and death into the world. Men are sinners evil, selfish, self-centered, greedy, powerful, but only for themselves. And so any misuse and abuse of the authorities on earth is not God's doing, but the persons misrepresenting their office through sinful nature and their evil will. They do it. Romans five twelve says, Therefore, just as though through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. And so we live in a fallen world, ladies and gentlemen. Man is a lawbreaker, therefore, he needs to be ruled by law. We break the speed limit, and then we get mad. We dare to get mad when we get a ticket. We don't pay our bills, and we're outraged that a collection agency would dare to come and ask us for the money. You're a liar. You said you would pay it, you're not. The heart of man is deceitful, desperately wicked, Jeremiah seventeen 9 says. Any form of government is better than no government at all. Yet there will be many injustices and various kinds of government models that we have. There is the communism model that seeks to make all equal in society economically, but the people are oppressed and ruled absolutely. The most familiar form of communism is that established by the Bolshevik after the Russian Revolution in nineteen seventeen. And it has generally been understood in terms of the system practiced by the former USSR and its allies in Eastern Europe. In China, since 1949, in some developing countries like Cuba, Vietnam, North Korea, communism embraces a revolutionary ideal, an ideology in which the state would wither away after the overthrow of the capitalist system. In practice, however, the state grew to control all aspects of communist society, communism, and Eastern Europe collapsed in the late 1980s, as you know. In the early 1990s, against the background of failure to meet people's economic expectation. A shift to more democracy in political life and increasing nationalism, such as that which led to the breakdown of the USSR. But she's back again because the Bible says she would in the last days. There's also social Marxism. Central to the Marxist theology is the explanation of social changes in terms of economic factors, according to which the means of production provides the economic base, which influences and determines the political and ideological superstructure. Marx and Engels predicted the revolutionary overthrow of capitalism by the proletariat and the eventual attainment of classless society of communism. But it's failed everywhere in the world. Castro just told us three months ago, communism and socialism has failed. Then we have capitalism in the US, an economic and political system in which the country's trade and industry is controlled by private owners rather than by the state, which functions under the Constitution of the United States, which is a republic, by the way, not a democracy, functioning under the rule of law, guaranteeing life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Now we're seeing a deterioration, and undermine of capitalism and a slow-moving, maybe not so slow, into this Marxist model. Capitalism is being strangled. Sometimes God allows bad and evil leaders as a form of judgment over a people and a nation who have rejected God and his word. I believe this is part of God's judgment to America. I believe we deserve the leaders we have because we become so corrupt and so evil in our nation, and the church, for the most part, has been asleep. The proclamation of the principle is simple and clear. The existing authorities are appointed by God. Notice, secondly, the explanation of the principle in verse 2 through 4. In verse 2, the apostle Paul declared the consequences of, ob- of disobeying the ruling authorities. Every person that resists the ruling authorities is resisting God. Listen to him. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. The individual would include believer and non-believer, though he'll make direct application to believers. as we move along. The word therefore means, so then, as a result, This is the conclusion of the principles that have just been stated in verse 1. Two different words are used for resist. The first means to arrange an army in battle against someone. In this case, the authorities focusing on conduct. This word is used of God to resist the proud. James 4 6 and 1 Peter 5 5. The second and third word for resist means to oppose or stand oneself against a permanent antagonism. Permanent. Focusing on attitude. No Christian should be a permanent antagonism to the authorities. If so, they are opposing the ordinance of God. The only exception is when we are told by the government or commanded to contradict the word of God or to not carry out the will of God. Acts 5.29. When the government comes in here and tells me I can't preach Jesus, I will preach Jesus and go to jail. When they tell me I can't expound the text on homosexuality, then I will sue and I'll go to jail. You understand? That's the only time. The teaching of liberating theology is a corruption of of Christianity. By culturalizing it and politicizing it to instigate civil rebellion against government. This was done by the Salvadorians and the Marxists down there during the revolution. It's been done many places in Africa too, such as the pastor of President Obama, the Reverend Wright, who's not a representation of Christianity. It's a total distortion, using it for their own means. A Christian can object, can protest, can vote, can legislate, can petition, but he has no right to overthrow a government. You understand? Every person resisting the ruling authorities will receive judgment to themselves. Listen to them. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Those having resisted the participle, perfect active, will be judged. The word for judgment means judicial sentence from the magistrates with certain consequences. The word is used of God's judgment and man in the New Testament, so the context will dictate. These are man's, man's judgments, but the representatives by God and of God. Now, the context is regarding the authorities on earth, but we should not exclude God's intervention in human affairs, such as Nebuchadnezzar, Herod, Ananias, and Sapphira. Sometimes God says, I'll take care of it. Zzz, zzz, zzz. We just don't always know when. And it doesn't matter, it's none of our business, it's His business. Notice verse 3, the Apostle Paul declared the nature of the ruling authorities. The rulers are not a terror to good works, but evil. The word rulers refers to those in authority again, those who carry out the law and justice. The rulers refers to the princes, the magistrates, the commanders, the senators, the representatives, the president, the vice president, so on and so forth. These rulers... Are present not to instill fear to those who do good in society. Mark that. The word terror phobos means dread or fear. The word good agathos means benevolent, profitable, salutary, honorable, useful thing for society and in society. And these rulers are present to instill fear to those who do evil. Not the good. The word they're evil is kakos, it means bad, worthless, externally and used. Of a cowardly soldier, the word in the New Testament is used of one who is evil in himself, but also he loves making others evil and seeing them become evil. It appears 14 times in the book of Romans. Paul has much to say about evil. In verse three, still, the person who does good needs not to be afraid of the authorities, but be one with the authorities. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have praise of the same. The rational of Paul is simple, logical, and common sense. If a person wants to not be afraid of the authority, he or she should do what? Good. The word good, again, is agathos. Benevolent, profitable, honorable, useful. That which is good intrinsically. Those things that are within the boundaries of the law and order. The word appears 102 times in the New Testament. And of those, 21 times is in the book of Romans. Matthew and Luke come the closest. They have 15 times each. Notice the outcome of doing good is praise from those ruling. The word praise simply means applaud, commendation. Now, it doesn't mean or imply that reward is going to be given to everyone who is living in accord with the authorities and the law. For the most part, they are ignorant to the good that you and I do. I have no, I've driven for many years, about 45. I've never had a policeman pull me over and give me a commendation for driving the speed limit. It doesn't imply justice at all times, as Peter tells us in chapter 3 either. You can do good and still be. Accused falsely or unjustly tried. We're not in a perfect system. It's a fallen world, remember? And when people in authority abuse their authority, then corruption takes place.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the believer's reaction to bad leadership. Important, simple truths from Paul's letter to the Romans, relevant to today's headlines. And if you'd like a copy of this study to dig deeper into its teaching, or perhaps to pass on to a friend. It's titled, The Christian and Civil Authority. You can request a CD for just $4. And this will include everything we heard the last time we were together as well. Once again, the title to ask for is, The Christian and Civil Authority. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com